Good morning, Anchor. This is Kaylee Chella checking in. Here's what you need to know for the day. President Trump blamed the United States and not Russian election meddling or the country's annexation of Crimea for a low point in U.S.-Russia relations hours before a summit with Vladimir Putin that played out against a backdrop of fraying Western alliances, a new peak in the Russia investigation, and fears that Moscow's aggression may go unchallenged. Trump tweeted from Helsinki Monday morning, quote, Our relationship with Russia has never been worse blaming, quote, many years of U.S. foolishness and stupidity, and now the rigged witch hunt. Monday's meeting, which was being closely watched by rattled world captains, was condemned in advance by members of Congress from both parties after the U.S. indictment last week of 12 Russian military intelligence officers accused of hacking Democrats in the 2016 election to help Trump's presidential campaign. Undeterred, the American president was set to go face-to-face with Putin, the authoritarian leader for whom he has expressed admiration. Trump, who has been trying to lower expectations about what the meeting will achieve, told reporters during a breakfast Monday with Finland's president that he thought the summit would go, quote-unquote, fine. The meeting comes as questions swirl about whether Trump will sharply and publicly rebuke his Russian counterpart for the election meddling that prompted a special counsel probe that Trump has repeatedly labeled a witch hunt. A federal judge responding to a plan to reunify children separated at the border said he was having second thoughts about his belief that the Trump administration was acting in good faith to comply with his orders. The Justice Department on Friday filed a plan to reunify more than 2,500 children age 5 and older by a court-imposed deadline of July 26th using quote-unquote truncated procedures to verify parentage and perform background checks, which exclude DNA testing and other steps it took to reunify children under 5. The administration said the abbreviated vetting puts children at significant safety risk, but is needed to meet the deadline. Chris Meekins, Deputy Assistant Health and Human Services Secretary for Preparedness and Response, filed a declaration that he is fully committed to meeting the deadline. However, he does not believe, quote, the placing of children into such situations is consistent with the mission of HHS or my core values. U.S. District Judge Dana Sabra took umbrage at Meekin's statement, disputing the official's interpretation of his orders and saying that safe reunification could and will occur by July 26th. The judge wrote late Friday, quote, It is clear from Mr. Meekin's declaration that HHS either does not understand the court's orders or is acting in defiance of them. At a minimum, it appears he is attempting to provide cover to defendants for their own conduct in the practice of family separation and the lack of foresight and infrastructure necessary to remedy the harms caused by that practice. Sabra, an appointee of President George W. Bush, said Meekin's statement calls into question his comments in court hours earlier that the administration was acting in good faith. Sabra said in court Friday that the administration had largely complied with orders, but at the same time, he indicated that he will be monitoring its actions ahead of the deadline. Footage from body-worn cameras and surveillance cameras showed that a black man who was shot and killed by a Chicago police officer was armed with what appeared to be a handgun, authorities said Sunday. Police described the video and said they would release footage of Saturday's shooting from officer-worn body cameras later Sunday. Police have previously made some video public in an effort to defuse mounting public tension, and the new release will come hours after a skirmish between angry residents and baton-wielding officers. Four protesters were arrested in the clash, and some police officers suffered minor injuries from thrown rocks and bottles, some of which were filled with urine. Officers pulled people to the ground and struck them with batons. Two squad cars were also damaged. 
Harith Augustus, who was 37, died of multiple gunshot wounds on the city's south side, medical examiner said. He wasn't a known gang member and had no recent arrest history. A resident of the area, Gloria Range, told the Chicago Sun-Times that Augustus, known in the Grand Crossing neighborhood as Snoop, worked at a barbershop and had a five-year-old daughter. The Reverend Jesse Jackson called the shooting a tragedy and said in a statement that it's a blessing Augustus didn't bring the girl with him Saturday, as he's known to do. Police found a handgun and two magazines of bullets at the shooting site and sent them for testing. It was at least the third time in the last two weeks that a Chicago police officer had shot someone. Chicago also has a troubled history of police shootings. The city erupted in protest in 2015 after the release of a video showing a white police officer shoot a black 17-year-old, Laquan McDonald, 16 times a year earlier. That officer, Jason Van Dyke, was charged with murder. McDonald's death led to the ouster of the police chief and a series of reforms meant to prevent future police abuses and to hold officers accountable. Jackson referenced the case as he called for a video into Augustus's shooting to be released. All right, that's all I've got for you guys for right now. I will catch you back up tonight. This is Kaylee Chella signing off.